right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, March 22nd edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by Big Marcel, as always, on Monday and Tuesday afternoons. Marcel, man, how's it going? I haven't seen you in 24 hours. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all good. All good, good, good. man. Yeah, good. so uh, not, not a lot changed, so uh, still the same. That's good. That's good. Um, how's your new job, by the way? I haven't really asked you too much about it. I know that you've been, you know, having some fun with like Struve and Kunin and stuff. But how is it though? How do you like like not having to work uh, like an like an actual job and just doing MMA now? It's good, man. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I kind of sometimes miss the colleagues. You know, it was always fun talking to. You know, but the job itself, you know, it's just kind of like a routine thing. You know, you're doing the same thing the whole damn day, yeah. or the whole like five days a week. So. Yeah, it's okay, you know, but uh, maybe you have to go uh, cycle a little bit more myself now outside to keep, to keep in, uh, how do you say, to keep moving, you know, yeah. because otherwise you are in your, in your house and you're just, you're doing the work you need to do, you know, for your sport, but uh, you're not really active, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But I'm glad that you got the job, man. Like, I was encouraging you, you know, it's for the last year, two years since we've been friends. And, True. Dude, you got to, you know, you need to be working full-time in that, man. I'm really happy you are, so... Thanks, I want to say man. that we got Tristan in the chat. We got Glenn. Glenn saying, uh, "Cards are pretty example how to promote card, how not to." Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong with that card. Uh, yeah, sorry. We got Rex in here. We got Joe. We got eight local. We got a lot of guys in here. Marcus. We got. So we're gonna start with this, Marcus. We're gonna start with the Colby and, and Horry thing because it happened so recently. It happened last night. There's everyone's talking about it right now. You know, there's still details trickling in. There's been some like conflicting reports. Some are saying he's been charged. Some are saying he's not been charged. So. We just got to be careful because there's a lot of legal issues. So all we're going to say is it's an alleged incident at this point, even though there's you know a lot of video out there or some videos, and we know what the police reports are saying. So basically what we're hearing allegedly is my, uh, Colby was at a Miami restaurant last night, I think with the Nelk boys, and somehow yeah, I guess he was taking pictures, and they figured out how to find his location. Uh, see, I didn't really know you could do this, but apparently you, could, you know someone posted a photo, you can find where they were on the internet. And uh, – Allegedly, again, allegedly, we have to keep using that word because legal issues, but allegedly Masvidal was in a surgical mask and a hoodie, snuck up behind him, a sucker punched him and broke his tooth. Uh, Colby called the police or his manager called the police or something like that. And we saw the video of the police. You saw the aftermath. TMZ has. You guys have seen it. I really want to see the actual video. I see Blake here. He's saying the same thing. I want to see it too, Blake. But I don't know if there is. I don't believe there's not a video because how could there not be a video in this day and age? Everyone's got a cell phone. Everyone pulls their phone up, something happens. But if it happened so fast, maybe no one did. Because if you just sit, think about it. If you're sitting there, you're eating dinner, right? And it's a guy comes behind you, punches you twice in the head. Really, who's going to get a video of that? Because it happened yeah, so fast. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really it's a really messed up situation, man. I want to get your thoughts on it, Marcel, on what we're hearing. Give me your thoughts. And then you guys in the chat, I also want to hear you guys chime in. So go ahead, I actually, Marcel. I actually did hear that he was that Colby was leaving that uh, restaurant or whatever, and that he got attacked there. I mean, the thing is, Probably the guys who was with Colby and Colby himself is not going to film it at that moment or they have something recording. Like you said at the time, and the Masvidal guys, if it was Masvidal, he would be stupid to film it. You know what I mean? Uh, because that's evidence. Yeah. And it's it's not like they run into each other. He searched for him. So it makes it even worse. You know what I mean? Really so uh, if, that gets, if that shit gets proven and Colby will press charges, I don't know if he does, you know, that match with all is in trouble, man. It's just like that. You know what I mean? So uh, they they had 25 minutes to take each other's heads off, you know, yeah. in the cage. And it didn't happen. And then you go afterwards. It's just 
I think it's a stupid thing to do, you know. And I like Masvidal a lot. I think he's he's a, I mean he's a he's a badass, you know. He's a great great guy for for the sport back in and back in the day. He's, he's like how do you say that? Um, he's kind of a, I don't can cannot say that he's a pioneer because he wasn't around in the nineties, but he is kind of a guy who's been around for a long time, you know. So I respect him a lot, but I respect Colby as well. You know, he's a great yeah. martial artist as well, and uh, it's just really stupid if what if. Everything that's got written has happened is really stupid. You know what I mean? And I understand that many fans are like, yeah, Kobe deserved it or whatever, or you you uh, you talk shit, you get hit or whatever they always say. I understand that, dude. You know, I, I, I think many people are the same. You know, if you talk shit to somebody and you walk up to him on the street, you will confront them with it, you know. But this is different, man. It's two athletes. It's two professional athletes, mm. you know. And just... It's just not very smart, I think. But uh, hey, we'll see what's happening, you know. But uh, yeah. Well, I got a few thoughts about this. Um, first off, it's amazing how many people are stupid and they don't realize at street fight you can still use wrestling in a street fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no rules in a street fight, guys. That means you can wrestle too. <laughs> so yes, in a street fight, you know, you have the possibility of, of uh, weapons, of fouls, of other people being involved, right? But that doesn't mean you can't wrestle. So it's it's hilarious to me how many people are like. Maslow's going to beat him in a street fight. This wasn't even a street fight. This is a sucker punch. Colby didn't get a chance to fight him back. It wasn't yeah. like, it's not a street fight. This is not a street fight. This is a sucker punch from what we're hearing anyways. Two um, sucker punches. Yeah. 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 And broke his tooth, man. That's terrible. I mean, guys, like what's, what's going on here in a few weeks ago, we had the, the Kane Velasquez thing. Obviously that is very intense situation, but the point is like, you can't just go in and seek revenge on people in a civilized community. Like this is not what you can do. You have to face the consequences. I don't blame Cole if you press his charges, Marcel. That's my that's Yeah, because I would do the same thing. If someone goes and punches me in the face and breaks my tooth, even if they were pissed off at me, you can't do that, guys. So it's his fault. But I mean, listen, Colby's got a big mouth, and you know this is what happens. You have a big mouth, man. Uh, you, you know people are going to be pissed at you. Go ahead. I, I, I'm not going to bring anybody on on ideas, but if you do something, make sure they know you didn't do it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they don't have evidence of it or whatever. Wearing the hoodie and, and the yeah, mask but, but still, <laughs> if your hair comes under yeah, it, no, and, and he's gonna talk, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with people who are robbing stores and yeah. they are filmed and they are talking, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you isn't <laughs> that kind of weak though? For, isn't, it, isn't it really weak of Maswell not to even like show his face though? I, I, I agree, but ex- for yeah. example, Adam, imagine we're gonna rob a store, you know, we're not gonna do that, but imagine, you know, I, yeah. and there was a camera there, I was like, Adam, give me that. And you're like, Marcel, okay, thank you. People really do that, man. This is so stupid. You know what I yeah. mean? And it just doesn't make sense at all, you know. And, and for Masvidal, he, he should know better, you know. And he can uh, he can claim that street persona guy and a guy yeah. like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about that life. Dude, you're a professional. You shouldn't do it. And even worse, I know you're cool with him, but Malkikawa shouldn't be like, oh, this is this and that. Dude, you should say yeah. to him, you shouldn't do that, man. But he's encouraging him, actually. It's super yeah. stupid. Listen, Malky's a great manager, obviously. He's yeah. got all he's just gotten a massive contract. Like Maswell's one of the highest paid guys in, mm-hmm. in the game. So he got a huge deal, and his manager's a big part of that. But and I like Malky, you know, but I mean, encouraging violent behavior on the streets is just really dumb. Because these are professional athletes, Marcel. Like you're just risk, you're risking your career at this point. So I mean, honestly, not only that, but I, you know, I'm not saying the UFC is going to cut them, but I'm, I guarantee you guys in those contracts, you know, there's legal things that the UFC can end the contract if you get, you know, charged criminally. So I, they probably won't in this case because Maswell's a massive star, but man, this is just a really, really weird thing. And 
you just shouldn't have did it, man. It was just dumb. And again, he had 25 minutes of the cage to punch you in the face. Yeah, someone's calling you the Dutch Snorlax. There he is. We got Litchell here. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that in a second. Um, let's look at some other comments. So, somebody um, just called me Dutch Snorlax. Yeah, I know. Hi, he called you that. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to go through these comments, guys. One sec. Uh, George is saying. Oh, sorry. One sec. When you get the comments, little Maslow thing. Marcus is saying that the managers acted mature. Um, I like both those guys, but I don't really agree with what they're saying about this. Uh, kind of says kind of stuff fuels the sport. It doesn't need to. I'm with. I'm 100 with this guy. It doesn't need to. I'm gonna watch the sport without this. This is stupid to me. Like yeah, you know, um, might as well. Had 25 minutes to fight and had a chance to him did nothing. Coward yeah. right? It is. It's a coward. He, dude, he, we're a mask and a hoodie and a, and it snuck up behind the guy and punched him. I mean, how is that? Being a badass at all, Marcel. Like, there's nothing. It's just really dumb. And like Tristan said, how dumb of it to seek him out. You know he's going to risk a crime. It's just stupid. Marcus thinks they have the information. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, the Nelk boys are doing that thing. And maybe they're like, hey, that's where they're going to be. And they went to the restaurant. Yeah, it's true. That Connor, you know, is a, is a bigger star. But you're right. I mean, I, I doubt they're going to do anything. But who knows, man? I mean, if he really, if he is charged and he does end up doing jail time, I mean, you never know. So we'll have to see what happens with this. It's really too soon to say um that they make the rematch i don't want to see this fight again fuck that i don't want to see that fight marcel i have no interest in seeing this fight no, you know i would like to see the video of the of this what happened just to see it but i don't want to see the fight again by the way i was going to get this comment really fast this guy's asking a local about uh figgy and, and moreno and clive smith I, I saw the article um soldiers i hope does sign with the ufc roberto soldier as far as the moreno figgy four um i just talked <clears> to cole, cole uh shelton he talked to Walid, and Walid's confirmed that's the the plan. So that's the plan, and I don't know probably, about Hank Smith, but I guess that's the plan too, right? Probably for July 29th, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Or whatever. And the here's day. the other thing: Matthew's saying he didn't talk about his kids. He said he's bad father. I, 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 that's what I heard too at the press conference, and then the fight happened. So it's kind of weird. Like I don't did anything happen after the fight again? Did he say anything else? I'm not sure. Anyways, who do you guys think Bahoria fight next? I mean, at this point, I, I don't even know Marcus. I, I don't even know what they're going to do with him. He's lost the law. Three straight fights, hasn't he? He's lost three straight probably, fights. He's fighting the law next, probably. He's fighting the law. Don't want to see it either. I think it will happen. It could. All right. Anyways, um, that's it for that. Uh, Marcel, let's do the preview, and then we'll talk. I know you wanted to talk about uh, you know, the, the comment, uh, the Patty thing. We'll talk about that after the show. Is that okay? We'll do it after, at the end. Or you no, want to do it now? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it at the end. Yeah, let's do it at the end. I'm just going to get this comment from this guy. He was asking, hey, Greg, hey, Columbus this weekend. Do you expect any fan events this weekend? Meet and greets, Wayne's opening yeah. fans. Yeah. Well, there you go. So well, I would. I, I, mean, I think on the UFC they, website, there's like a calendar of events, right? I they, think so. They did. They did over here. They did over here. They did in Europe as well in London, man. I think Moreno was there. Cyril yeah. Gan was there. Darren Tilly and Edwards. So I mean, it's for the it's for the public. You know, it's actually it's the first fight night post pandemic with a full crowd. You know, so I expect them to do big things. You know, so yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into the breakdown for so We we can't even do UFC Columbus for you. That's what we're gonna do for you guys. So let's yeah. go. And we'll take the questions at the end. I see some questions. Guys, stay here for the end. We got to do the preview, but we'll take questions at the end. Um, but let's stick to UFC Columbus for now. All right. Let's start with the first fight, Marcel. Luis Saldana against Bruno Souza in the featherweight division. And the odds right now have uh, – it's really close. It's actually even minus 110 each. So who do you think wins this one, Marcel? Yeah, to be really honest, um, that's a pick for me as well, man, to be really honest. If you look at Luis Saldana um, – I honestly think the Jordan Griffin fight. I think I scored it for Jordan Griffin, man. Um, so he got that. He got that. He got that one. Uh, before that, he won against Vince Murdoch, right? And he lost to Austin Lingo. And uh, I think in a two to one fight for Austin Lingo. Um, if you look at if you look at Bruno, uh, he he came in on short notice. I think he actually had to cut his hair to make weight. <laughs> yeah, he did. He shaved his head. Yeah. Yeah. Against Melsic. Um, yeah. 
he, he, he did he didn't do bad, but Melsic was overall better. But I mean, it was a super short notice fight, so I don't take any a lot from that. Before that, he had decent wins in the, in LFA, right? For example, against Elijah Jones, which also was a very close fight. Um, yeah, I have a really bad read on this fight, to be really honest, man. I think this is a super close one. Um, my gut feeling says Saldana, but I'm not sure. Fair decision. enough. I'm on the other end, man. I really like Bruno Souza, actually. I, I actually really like him here. Um, you know, it's a close fight, obviously, but I'm more impressed by this guy. I think he is the better striker. He comes from that karate background, more hard to hit, I think. You know, listen to Nelson, there's no shame in that. He was a massive underdog, and he won in the third round of that fight, you know? So, you know the guy can go three hard. He was the LFA featherweight champion. I was watching mm -hmm. that fight with Javier Garcia. It was a great fight, and he, he, he really clearly won the fight. The guy's very talented, you know? He only has two losses to Nelson in his first fight. Um... He's not the most exciting guy, I'll say that, because of his style. It's more of like a elusive karate point-based style, but it's effective, you know. Saldana is definitely a dangerous striker. We've seen that. The Vince Burdock fight um, looked good in that fight. And then, you know, he did pick up the win over Griffin, although it was a very, very, very close fight. Could have went either way. And then the Lingo fight was also close until the end where he got dropped in the loss. The guy's decent, but, you know, Marcel, he has a ton of losses in his career, and he's lost to some really crappy fighters too. Um, whereas, uh, you know, Bruno... You know, he does have a couple losses, but they're really not to die guys. And I, I trust him a little bit more. I, I, he's the younger guy as well. He's, he's really young. He's 26. Um, I just think he's going to be more elusive, hard to hit, and just outstrike this guy and win decisions. So I actually really like him here, guys, to open up the card. He was plus 100. Now he's minus 110. I like him either way at a pick and price. So that's my pick. I do think this fight goes to the decision most of the time. Um, and Sozo by decision is plus 200. And Saldana by decision is also plus 200. So... Those are pretty decent bets, I think, if you, you know, whatever side you like. Because I don't really see a finish in this fight, Marcel. I think, um, it's, like I said, is very just hard and difficult to hit, guys. He really is. He doesn't finish a lot of fights either, a lot of decisions. So that's what I think is going to happen here. I like Bruno Souza by decision to open up the card. And it's got these comments. Hype like Souza, Little Sadana. Souza. Souza's awkward, big case split decision. Yeah, it could be split. Um, so that was super alive in the first few minutes. He does have, you know, I'll just be honest about this guy. I think he, I thought he was better than he is, honestly. Because the Vince Burdock fight, you know, was a great knockout. But looking back, it's not that good of a win. Vince Burdock's lost to some really, you know, mediocre guys since then. So I don't really think it's as great of a win as we thought at the time. And like I said, this guy, I've watched a lot of his fights. And, you know, he has some good fights, but also a lot of losses to the guys that are just nobody. So kind of worries me. And I just, I'm not sure, man. I, I haven't been too impressed with his two fights in the UFC. So I'll go with Bruno in this one. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We have, uh, one second here. Matthias Nikolaj against David Dvorak in the UFC flyweight division. The odds for this one have Dvorak is a slight favorite, minus 130. Matthias Nikolaj plus 110 in the underdog. Give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. You go first, this one. Um, I mean, I think it's another close fight. I think this one's close. I really do. I think it, it should be higher on the card. Yeah. And, oh, for sure. I mean, Dvorak, I, I, I'm very high on, on David Dvorak, Marcel. I think he's, um, you know, a really good fighter personally, but you know, he hasn't been fight. He hasn't been, he's been off for a while. He had the one fight last year, uh, against the guy who tested positive for cocaine after the Renderos guy. So he hasn't fought in a while. And Nic Nicola also, you know, has had a little bit of a layoff. Um, but it definitely should be higher because they're both ranked in the top 10, I believe. Right. So to me, it's kind of a shame to rank so, this, it's so pushed down the card, but, you know, the card's pretty good, man, so I understand it. Um, I just think it's going to be a really competitive fight. I don't want to bet on this fight, guys. I, I'm going to stay away from this one because I really think it go either way. And there was a fight last year, um, Nikola against Manel Kopp, and I bet on Kopp and lost Splitter, and I really thought he won that fight. It really pissed me off. So th this Nikola guy can sneak it out. And, you know, Tim Elliott fight was also close, but he snuck it out in the end, right? So he's, he's able to win these close fights, and, you know, Dvorak – 
I mean, this could be one of the best best fighters he's ever fought. Arguably the best he's ever fought. So, you know, I think Dvorak's really good. I thought that for a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. But Nikolaus also good. So I think it's a close fight, Marcel. Again, you don't have to bend every fight. This is what I'm passing on. But I'll take Dvorak by decision. That's my pick. The David Dvorak by decision. What do you think? I think it's a very good fight, you know. But um, like you said, man, I mean, Nicolo, he's been in some close fights. And he has been lucky in those fights with poor close. For example, the Cap fight. I think he won the Elliott fight 2-1. So I think that was a, that was a good decision. Um, he only lost to Ortiz, right? In the UFC and uh, Dustin Ortiz. Um, so... And he got cut after that because they wanted to uh, get rid of the flyaways back then. Um, if you look at Dvorak, Dvorak has looked good so far, but his competition isn't as good as Nikolaou's face so far. So mm -hmm. difficult for me to say, but I really like what I see from Dvorak, man. I think he can do really well in the flyaway division. Uh, but he, I hope he's, he's been a little bit more active in the future, you know, but mm -hmm. I'm taking Dvorak as well. I'm going with a split decision, man. See there you go. You can bet on that too, by the way. There's some books that have that. Let me see if it's out yet. No, it's not out yet, but, you know, if you keep take a look later in the week and you could get that specific prop. Um, Glenn, he's actually the favorite, minus 130, so a small favorite, but he is on a 65 <laughs> win streak, and I agree. I mean, that's something I noticed in the research too. I mean, that's a long win streak, and I think momentum is such a huge part of picking these fights sometimes, and it's a close fight, so I'm going to go with the guy on the 65 win streak as well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there aren't a lot of flyaways, so you know, but still, one fight last year. I mean, they're, they're supposed to offer them three fights a year, right? It's kind of weird to only fought once, unless he was injured. I'm, I, don't, I don't think he was, but maybe Nicholas made close to great fighters. Also, COVID too. He's from another country, right? Isn't he from like Czech Republic? I think so. He's from the other part of the world. Yeah. All right, so that's our pick for that one. We look like Dvorak, but there is some hesitation, I guess, especially with the judges, Marcel. You never know, right? Like I said, guys, I bet on Cop last year. I really thought he won that fight, and the judges sided with him because I think he had like a takedown or something, and they they gave it to him. It's kind of awful. Anyways, let's go to the next fight here. The women's flyweight division. We have Jennifer Maya against Manon Furo. And the odds for this one, Marcel, Manon Furo is a massive favorite, minus 450. She is one of the biggest favorites. Actually, she's the biggest favorite in the card. Jennifer Maya is plus 360. So what do you think of these odds, man? She is the biggest favorite in the card. There's odds are shit, to be really honest, man. I mean, I, I'm really high on Manon Furo as well, but she shouldn't be a minus 450 favorite against a girl who comes from a from a title fight, you know what I mean? Uh, that's weird to me. To be real, I mean Jennifer Maya has faced much more tougher competition than Manu Fioro did so far. Mm -hmm. So that's weird to me. But um, yeah, I mean this fight also should be higher on the card, man. I mean, mm -hmm. how can you put Maya against Fioro as a third fight on the on the prelim? Yeah, it's just disrespectful, man. Well. Who, who are you picking? Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to break it down. <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm picking. I, I'm picking Fioro, man. I think she has been uh, very. She's very aggressive with her stand up, and uh, Maya is not the typical uh, jujitsu girl who wants to absolutely take that fight to the ground. You know, so she will. She probably will look for it in this fight. I think, but I feel Fioro will uh, will, will come through and uh, she wins the decision here. Yeah. No. Here's the thing. Like. At first, honestly, I thought the line was too high, but I just don't. How does Jennifer Maya win the fight? Tell me how she wins. I don't think she can win this Taking fight. Taking her honestly. down. Taking her down. But I don't think she does. Dude, no, she's, yeah, she's I agree. Tired. Let me just say it. The stats. She's averaging 0 0.25 takedowns. She doesn't take anyone I down. Agree. Other than the second round against Valentina, which was just like a complete weird round. Like it was the only round I think Valentina's ever lost, really, except for Amanda, right? She's I, not I, a takedown artist, uh, guys. She's not a yeah. wrestler. You know, I think she's st stylistically, this is even a better fight for Furo than Jessica I probably was, man. I think because so, too. I, I actually kind of agree with down. that. I kind of yeah. agree, man. Like, I think she's the better striker. She keeps it yeah. standing. And I watched the fight with um, Leigh McCourt again. It's on YouTube. 
And, you know, that was the first fight of her career. And, you know, even when Leia got her down, she was reversing her and, and sweeping her. And that's four years ago. I so, don't think she lost that fight, man. And I thought she won, too. So that was yeah. a bad decision. I think you were at the fight. Were you? Were yeah, you at the, I was. Yeah. I was. She won the fight, too, I think. So overall, guys, like, at first, I did think the line was too high. But then I'm like, how does Maya win? You know, I, I see what uh, Morgan said, clincher against the fence. I don't think so, man. I, I don't think so. She averages 0.525 takedowns a, a fight, guys. Like, she's not a wrestler. She's never been a wrestler, you know? Um, I don't think she's going to turn in this incredible wrestler overnight here either. I think the fight stays standing. Furo outboxes her. I think it's going to look like the last fight with uh, Buena Silva because Maya's tough. She's been knocked out one time in her career by Sheila Gaff, who sucker punched her basically during a glove tap. And you remember that fight, Marcel? They went to touch gloves 10 seconds in and she sucker punched her and yeah. won a fight. I mean, it's a fight, so I get it, but it, it was very respectful. But that's the only time she ever been KO. She was surprised by it. She has never been knocked out otherwise. I I do think I'm not saying the, like there's I'm not saying there's value minus 450 I'm not but I understand why the line is this way because she should win the fight I think she probably wins the decision I think it's gonna look like the last fight with Myra Bueno Silva that's what I think Borg has these uh minus tall pocket punching if you wrote better range I agree with that no I agree with that I agree but I think she keeps it a range and, and wins it like that man volume wins it I don't know about Maya guys I, I would I'd be careful I mean we'll see I mean who knows but I, I I wouldn't tell you guys how to make your bets. I mean, you guys, it's your own money. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But for me, I'm not going to lie. I messaged Cole, I think, on Sunday. And I said, Cole, I think this line's crazy. And then I researched the fight. And I'm like, she just, there's no way to win, really. You know, because she's not, if she was a better wrestler, I would think about it. But she isn't. She's just kind mm -hmm. of a, like, a well-rounded fighter. But it's not, I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Furo. I do think the hype is real on Furo. I think she's good. And I think she wins this fight. Let's go to the next fight here. We got, uh. Big odds on this one, Marcel. Alias Cobb Kizriev against Dennis Tulunin. This is going to be a really good fight, uh, I think, for as long as it lasts anyways. And like I said, Kizriev is a huge favorite, Marcel. Minus 550, Marcel, here. So uh, Tulunin plus 425 on the comeback. Um, give me your thoughts on this one, man, because it's a massive line. So what do you think? I'm super high on Alias Cobb Kizriev, man. Dude, this is a monster. Um, we saw him in the Contender Series. I mean, how can the UFC bring somebody in in the Contender Series with a 12 and 0 record? I fought legit competition, man, in my opinion, you know? And uh, he made short work of Henrique Shigemoto. So uh, he was supposed to fight Abus Magomedov, right? But uh, he be pulled out and now he's fighting Dennis Yulin or whatever you thought you say. Uh, he's fighting at Extreme Couture now. He's training at Extreme Couture with Sean Strickland and with uh, Sergey Gandoshko. Um, that fight wasn't really a done deal until two days ago because he still didn't have his working visor, but now he probably has. He, he, he apparently has. Um, yeah, man, I think, listen, man, Tulin, not a bad fighter. As far as I know, I saw I saw his fight in uh, in Brave, uh, where he lost in the third round against uh, Ikram Alaskarov, but Alaskarov was a huge talent as well. Um, I mean, overall, I got to go with Kizriev, man. And I think he finishes the fight as well, man. I think Kizriev probably finishes via TKO, first round, ground and pound. So last year, this guy was supposed to make his debut against Kyle Dawkins, and... Man, I really I, Kyle Dawkins is a big underdog, and I thought he was going to win the fight. I'd be interesting if they did fight because I think Dawkins matches up well against this guy. But this guy Tulunin, he's he's a knockout artist. He has crazy power, guys. I honestly hadn't really heard of him until this fight was announced. I don't really watch a lot of the, like the Middle Eastern events. Um, and man, I was pretty impressed by the power. I mean, the guy's got massive, massive power, but he does have a lot of losses. He's been submitted a couple times as well, which worries me against this guy Kizriev, who's just you know a beast. I mean, he really is. He's never lost either undefeated, fast, powerful. 
Um, you know, he's, he did have the contender series fight. It made it look really easy. He has the win over Paul Harris. He actually has some pretty good wins on his resume, man. He's fought some pretty good competition. That's the other thing. Tolunin, the guys he's beaten are not very good, man. So, uh, other than the last guy, because you look at the other guys, it's like 0-11, 0-0, 0-0. So, like, it's just really not that great of wins, whereas I think that, you know, kizriev has been fighting decent guys lately. Um, the layoff, obviously, is always a concern, but I think this guy will be good to go, and I expect the win. Again, is there value at minus 550? No. So you have to look at a prop, I think. Um, let's take a look at maybe inside the distance. There's not a lot of props out right now, but wow, inside the distance is minus 270. There's no value there either because he wins the decision, and you know it's not it's not good. So I, I do think it's even despite the lopsided odds, I do think it's favorite or pass here. But I, you know, I I would be looking for maybe a more specific prop, maybe by submission, because that seems to be how this guy will lose. I think, um, but we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got uh, an interesting fight in the Bantamweight division, uh, which is turning into like one of the best weight classes in the sport. Chris Gutierrez against Dana Bakaril. Odds for this one pretty close, close uh, minus 150 for Bakaril, plus 130 Chris Gutierrez. So what's your thoughts on this fight, man? Yeah, man, I think uh, Chris Gutierrez, I really like him, man. I think if he fought smart, he would have been on a six-fight win streak, you know, but uh, he didn't do shit in that first round against Cody Durden, you know, and he got 10-8 in that round, and uh, then he uh, went to a draw with him. Um, I mean, I lo- obviously, I love his low kicks, you know. he uh, He's really good in those, but, man... But Dana Bud Gurel, he's he, he's so violent, you know, and uh, I really like his style. I think all of his uh, UFC fights have been inter- entertaining. Three first round knockouts, and before that, that uh, fight of the night uh, debut against uh, Alateng Haley. So for me, it's like I think as longer the fight goes, Gutierrez might be having an advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. But dude, if Gutierrez has the same round in the first as he had against Cody Durden, he's fucked, you know. But on the other hand, that was ground game, you know, and this is probably striking. So, huh, yeah, I, I think it, it's really difficult, man, because the thing is, I, if I go for early finish, I see Bajorel winning the fight. But if I see it going to the later rounds, and I think Chris, Chris Gutierrez can get it to the later rounds, I feel Gutierrez can win the fight. You know what I mean? So, um I feel like I'm going to take Gutierrez, man. I'm still not 100% convinced, but I feel like I'm going with Gutierrez. Oh, wow. There you go, man. So I love this fight. I'm a big fan of both guys. You know, I, I've been betting on both guys a lot in their careers in the UFC. And, and they both think mm-hmm. especially with Batgirl, because he's only been like a small favorite. But here's the thing. The guys he's beaten suck. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but they do. I mean, Guido Canetti, Kevin Nadivino, and Brandon Davis are all borderline UFC. They're like the worst guys in the division, you know? So, yeah, he knocked him out, but other than that, what has he shown us, right? The one fight we went the distance, he lost the decision to Alatang. He got to wrestle a little bit. It was a good fight, great fight, but I'm just saying, like, I I, I got to see more from this guy. I got to see him tested more. He hasn't really been tested, Marcel. He's been knocking guys out. That's impressive. I bet on him. I picked him in all these fights, but, you know, this guy Gutierrez is just, he also is a great striker, He but he has 50 minutes of hard cardio. We know that. We've seen it do it all these fights, and... Man, he has so much experience. He's been in there with some really, really good fighters, better fighters than Baccarol. Um, You know, the guy is really good striker, man. I, I like him too. I like him too, Marcel. I like Chris Gutierrez as well. I'm, I'm glad you said that as well. Um, and you're right. The Durden fight, he did lose and Barcelos. On the ground, he has a, a weakness. On the, on the feet, I don't think many guys beat him in this division. Baccarol has the first round to knock him out. He definitely has that left hook, man. We've seen that. Connects. I think if you go with Batgirl, you might as well just take him by knockout because I don't see him winning decision in this fight, guys. 
I think uh, if he doesn't get the knockout in the first round, it goes the distance. And Chris Gutierrez lands the kicks and stays at distance and wins the decision, Marcel. I actually like him as a dog here as well. So plus one yeah, thing Chris Gutierrez. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, fight man doesn't always work. But if you look at Chris Gutierrez, is a better fighter than Brandon Davis, Guido Cornetti, and, uh, and what's the Natividad guy. So, yep. yeah. That, that's how I see it. That's this what I'm world. saying. And this guy has good wins, like tons of good wins. You know, Vince Morales is a good win now. That looks yeah. good, right? Jimmy Flick is a good win. Um, you know, uh, Timur Valley has a great win. Like, he's fought in really good guys. He's fought in big shows. And I, I like him in this fight, Marcel. I, I like him as a dog. And I actually I, I feel better now uh, after talking to you through it, uh, through the fight, because, you know, like, again, Batgirl's got the power, guys. But after that, does he have 50 minutes of hard gas? I don't know. I'm not sure. And, Gutierrez has never been knocked out in his career. That's the other thing I was going to mention. Never been knocked out. So I think grapplers beat him. I think that's why he struggled with guys like Defratis and, and Calaris and these guys. But I think a striker, a pure striker like this, this is a good fight, I think, for Chris Gutierrez because the guy is super technical on the feet, Marcel. So again, anyone can get knocked out. The fact he hasn't been knocked out doesn't mean he can't. I always say that. But history is on our side here saying he won't get knocked out, and I don't think he will. So I'm going to go with the guy in the six-fight undefeated streak, Marcel. I'm going to go with Chris Gutierrez as well. Um, although I do acknowledge that the first round is going to be scary as hell, obviously. And uh, does someone mention like um, Backer on the first round is plus 285. I think that would be the way to go if you like him here, guys, because I don't think he'll win the decision personally. Um, but yeah. So uh, just look at the comments, see what people say. Uh, Gutierrez, uh, Backerel, Backerel. It's kind of split. I mean, that's that's fair because the odd, look at the odds. They're basically, like, it's pretty close. You know, it's not like it's a, it's a blowout, Marcel. But I am mm. leaning towards the underdog. I got to go with the guy. So that's my pick. Also, there's a prop I noticed on, on Gutierrez by decision at plus 250. I like that. Do you think he wins a decision? You think that's how he would win? Marcel? Um, well, Gutierrez, yeah, yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So plus 250 is actually really good odds, I think. You're getting generous odds on that. Maybe that's the way to go, too. So that's something to consider, guys. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We got uh, Sarah McMahon against Carol Rosa. The odds for this one, minus 220, Carol Rosa, plus 180, Sarah McMahon. Uh, by the way, Sarah McMahon, she's the oldest female fighter in the roster, age 41. Oldest male fighter in the roster, Alexia Linick, age 44, is also on this card. The two oldest fighters from the men and women's divisions. Uh, Matt Brown is 43. Matt yeah. Brown's – no, he's 40. He's 41. He's 41. So – Born in eighty-one. Yeah. But who's who's forty-three? No one on on this card. Forty-four is um Olenek, forty-one and forty-one for the other two. So Okay. Yeah. No worries. I thought yeah, Brown, he just turned forty-one. So anyways, uh give me your thoughts on the fight, man. I'm sorry, Matt. I called you forty-three. I'm sorry. January tenth, nineteen eighty one. Let's get his age right. You gotta respect this guy. (laughs) I said I'm sorry. (laughs) Um sorry, man Carl Rosa. Yeah, I mean Sarah McMahon, yeah. I feel like I was a long time when I was like Sarah McMahon. She's really good. She's probably top five, this and that. But those times have passed, man, to be really honest. You know, she has one win against Lena Landsberg, and that's her only win in the last five years, you know. And Lena Landsberg doesn't really do it for me as well. If you look at Carl Rosa, uh, I think Carl Rosa has looked good in the UFC so far. Um she has four wins. And it, I kind of be honest with you, Adam, I'm really not very fond of this fight, man. I really don't don't care. I think Rosa wins the fight with a decision, and uh, we will move on. That's what I think. There's another fight in the card that I feel like is going to be super boring, and we'll talk about it in a, in a few fights from now. But this one, you know, it, it could go either way. I think it could be a boring fight or it could be interesting. 
it's just it's hard to say what, what version of Sarah McMahon shows up, guys. Because honestly, like I bet on Julian Payne against her last year, I was sweating for ten minutes. I'm like, yeah, oh man, right? Like I was like, oh man, are you serious? Like I should have known better. And then she gets submitted, right? And that's the story of her career: gets submitted late in the fight, tires out. So she has bad gas tank. We know that she has great wrestling skills, good submissions on her own, but the gas tank's such a worry, Marcel. And you know, again, 41 years old, guys. 41. I mean, uh, you know, anytime the fighter's that old, it's just like it's not good. And you know, especially it's kind of like unprecedented in the women's divisions, like other than Mary Renault, who also was losing a lot at the end of her career. I mean, who else is 40 plus at this point? I looked at the, I was looking at the roster. Holly Holm just turned 40 as well. She just turned 40. So those I think are the only two 40 plus women. And you know, Holm is going to be on a decline too at some point. Um, Sarah McMahon's just too inconsistent for me, Marcel. I, I, I just you know, she has good rounds. She has amazing rounds. She looks incredible, and then she looks terrible in other rounds. She's just super inconsistent. Could she win this fight? Possibly. Just complete a wrestler. But honestly, from what I've seen, Rose's wrestling's pretty good. That's what I've seen. And she's a great striker, man. Great volume striker. No power, though. That's the problem, Marcel. No power. You know, but the volume is really off the charts. As long as she stops the takedown, she wins the fight. So uh, I'm going to bank on her keeping the fight standing and, and outpoint her decision. But, you know, some people are suggesting a submission. It's possible. It's possible, man, because she does have a couple subs in her resume. And, again, McMahon, that's how she loses. She usually loses by sub. But, you know, she could get knocked out. She could get uh, decisioned as well. Um, you might, If you bet on Rosa, you might have to sweat the first round or two, guys. Not, no lie, but in the end, I expect Rosa to get the win, Marcel. So I do think she gets the uh, the, the, uh, the job done here, guys. Daniel says uh, she's going to win the first get subbed. Very possible. Rosa by decision. I think so, too. I think so to you guys. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. But a, a submission, you can't discount it with Sarah McMahon. Rosa by sub is plus 425. Rosa by decision is plus 150. So I think both those are viable here. I think they could both hit. But I'm leaning towards the decision. Just based on how she's fought in the UFC, she hasn't finished anyone. And I, I don't know if she'll finish this fight. She could, though. Um, let's keep going. Sarah's a fantastic win. But she's like, uh, she doesn't get hit in the face. Or just on the distance, maybe. Another year older. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, she's 41. She's getting older. She's past her prime, guys. You know, she what? She had a chance to be something special. She ran the Ronda Rousey train at the wrong time. If Ronda Rousey didn't exist, it's possible Sarah McMahon could have been a champion, Marcel. It's possible, you know, at that point of her career. Van um, won a submission for uh, – gold medal for submission wrestling. Dude, I mean, we all know she's an amazing wrestler, right? But it's crazy how many times she's been submitted herself, isn't it, Marcel? Like, it, yeah. it's almost mind-boggling how many times she's been subbed. And, Marcel, how many of these fights was she winning and then got subbed? That's the crazy thing, right? So the gas tanks are concerned. The fight IQs are concerned. Also, guys, 14-year age gap here. I mean, that's something I'm, I, I usually do bet against. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but in this case, I think it will. All right, last prelim here. We have Neil Magny against Max Griffin. Great fight. I love this fight, Marcel. This is a fun fight. I know some people thought, you know, it doesn't make sense because Max is ranked. Well, I agree with that, but Max is on a roll. And honestly, no one no one wanted to fight Neil, it didn't seem like. So Neil's like, I've got to take a fight. And I was talk- uh, Cole Sheldon had the- he has his interview with, with Max Griffin. It's hilarious because Max, like, he said, how did you find out about the fight? He's like, I was on the toilet taking a crap, and I got the message from, like, Sean Shelby saying, you want to take this fight with Neil Magny, which I thought was actually hilarious, Marcel. <laughs> so, of course, he gets the biggest fight of his career while he's taking a dump on the toilet. So, give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, with the odds are minus 235 for Neil Magny, plus 195 for Max Griffin, the underdog. What do you think? Yeah, you, you guys from North America always talk like going to number one or number two on the toilet. You know, what do you also have number three or number four? <laughs> there, there might be. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, I, I always thought when when I saw first that it's a, I had to do number two on the toilet. I was like, what the hell does he mean with number two, man? I had to look it up because we just say what we do. You know what I mean? So, uh, but you just very you guys are very nice. So uh, you you don't say such words. Um, yeah, Neil Magny. We all know Neil Magny how he fights. You know, he has a, he has a good gas tank for three rounds. You know, even for five rounds, and uh, he can. He can make you fight his fight, you know, and that's a very important thing. He can do it. Not against Michael Chiesa, for example, but he do he does that against many fighters. If you look at Max Griffin, uh, finally got a good streak under him with three wins, you know, before that, very inconsistent with his, with his fights. Uh, got to give him uh, the the shout-out for the Thiago Alves fight. He lost by a split decision. Oh, he won that fight. Win. He won Horrible. that fight. Yeah, I, I remember I was so pissed with that because we were in, like, a group where we were picking fights. And I didn't win by one. And I had Griffin. It was a clear win for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think I don't know if it was the same event. I think the same event was also like um, Bibulatov against Bond. What's that was another Bunt? weird decision. That one yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. And and we also have Kaikara Franz Paiva. But uh, I'm going off topic. Sorry. Um, I'm taking Magny decision, man. I think he our decision is Griffin. If Griffin doesn't get the finish, Magny will win the decision. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think this fight is it's a little tricky. I think honestly, you know, I think a lot of people will take Magny by decision here. I think that probably is the most likely way this fight goes. But I've been really impressed by Max Griffin. I think he has made improvements, Marcel. You know, you guys got to think about the improvements these guys make. He is a little bit older. You know, he's 36, but to me, he's looked really good lately. Um, I I I'm gonna stay away from this fight. I'm going to stay away from it because I think he has a chance to pull it off. I really do. Um, the guy's a good wrestler. He has knockout power and he's been looking great. So I think he's got a chance to win. But, you know, Magni, that reach, man, it's just so hard to overcome. You know, at the end of the day, it's just 80 inches and it's only four inches in this fight. You know, Griffin's a long dude, you know, but Magni, again, the, the cardio, Marcel, like you said, cardio machine, you'll win the third round for sure if he gets that far. But I really think it's, you know, it's his fight to lose. But, you know, Magni or uh, Griffin, he's he's been looking good. So, I understand if you're going to bet on Magni, I get it, because, again, he should win this fight. But uh, I'm just saying I'm a little bit hesitant myself because I think Max has looked phenomenal lately. you know. But, again, the guys he's been fighting, Carlos Condit, diminished. Song Kennan is barely UFC caliber probably. And Burmese is – he's not a striker. So, you know, who knows, right? It's striker versus striker kind of in this fight, and we'll see what happens. Because historically, Marcel, these are the kind of fights Max loses historically. But, again, I do think he's improved, so – you never know. He might pull it off. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Maggie's decision. Maybe let's get the comments, guys. Maggie, oh, don't say Maggie's decision is locked. we got to go the other way now, man. Don't say that word in this chat. <laughs> Round will be close. Maggie wins uh, second and third. Yeah, that's probably how it goes. I'm just saying probably, but I think Ma Maggie's look good. Max look against – yeah, I agree completely with that. I agree. Uh, you're right. The the level competition is right there. Uh, Griffin in the distance. Yeah, like I mean, I agree with you guys. You know, But again it, – it, the, win, the, the wins and who they fought, that the stuff matters, but the styles also matter. Max, you know, I think Marcel, if he takes a wrestling-based approach, I think that would be a good way to win this fight, but, you know, I just don't trust him. Too. I think he'll stay in the feet, and I, again, that jab is so hard to get past Marcel from Magni. It's just, he's one of the best guys with the jab in the UFC. He really is, so. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. The first fight in the main card, uh, which has had some musical chairs this week. I know Marcel's had to do the... Uh, the, the poster a few times. We got Mark Diakiesi against Slava Borshev, Slava Claus making his return. Slava Claus minus 155, plus 135 on Diakiesi. So, what's your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> I, 
expect a stand-up battle. You know, uh, Mark Diacasey, uh English guy, came came back back down from Bama, right? Had a great run in the first first uh, three fights in the UFC. Lost three fights, had to fight for his contract, won two fights, and now he's losing two, two fights after each other again, you know. The Fizia fight was a fun one. But, man, the Alves fight, man. Uh, I mean, I called Alves winning, but I didn't expect him to uh, choke him out in the first round. So that was a good, good finish for for. That was for a good Alves. pick by you, by the way. Nice pick. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, so that, then you look at Borchev, man, last time. I mean... This guy has been spectacular so far, you know, in the UFC. We saw the Contender Series fight from him against Chris Duncan. Chris Duncan is a really good prospect out of Scotland. He knocked him out. And then uh, against Dakota Bush, those uh, two body shots that knocked out Dakota Bush. So the thing is, man, um, I feel like Borchev is, is more technical than Dia Casey, man. And I think Dia Casey can catch him if he goes reckless, you know, but I expect Borchev to win this fight. I expect him to finish it as well first round. Yeah, this is an interesting fight, honestly. I, I think this one's – I'm really high in Slava, but it's an interesting fight because PKC is pretty well-rounded, man. He really is. Like, he does get takedowns here and there, and the striking's okay, but, you know, not a ton of power I mean, other than that Pakalin knockout back in the day. That was crazy. But other than that, really hasn't shown a lot of power, more of like a distance guy. Borshev has next-level power. Um so I think Borshev can lose to really good wrestlers, Marcel. I really do. I think because we've seen him get taken down. Even in his fights in like uh, Titan FC and some other promotions, I was watching them. They're on YouTube as well. And uh, I think there's on Fight Pass as well. But I watched all his fights. Um, and, you know, he's really good, man. Like, But he can get taken down. That's the one flaw in his game. you know. But he gets back up, though. He works to get back up really fast, too. So it's, it's really good to see that. Um, you know, if he fights a really strong wrestler, though, like a Gregor Gillespie or something like that, I mean, that's a tough fight for anyone. But, you know, someone like that, like a good wrestler, that's what I'm saying. Not Gregor, but even like a Ferrero would be, I think, a tough fight. But on the feet, though, man, I mean, it's just hard to deal with this guy because he's just got so much power. Not only does he, like, have power, but he, he's smart with his with his punches, Marcel, and picking shots. He goes to the body, like you said. One of the best body punchers I've seen, really, lately. And um, there's this fight with Ken Lee St. Louis, this guy, in Titan FC from last year. He, he was losing the fight, getting taken down, and then the cardio, and my God, the pace he put on the second round finished the dude late in the second. Like, I think this guy's a cardio machine, actually, guys. And we saw that in the Chris Duncan fight, too, Marcel. Again, you know, losing probably the first round, getting taken down, then comes out no bang, you know? So, you know, the Bush fight, same thing. Gets taken down, gets back up, and knocks the guy out. So I think there is an issue with the takedowns, but gets back up and on the feet is a problem to deal with. DKS, he's not bad though. You know, he's and he's still young. That's the other thing we, we kind of forget with Mark because he's been in the UFC for a while, but he's still like 29, Marcel, 28, mm -hmm. I should say. He's sure. still a young guy, right? So pretty, pretty young, and and um, he's a decent fighter. But I, I really like Slav. I got I got to stick with Slav here, and I'm ex I mean, all his wins are by knockout, pretty much. So I'm expecting him to win that way. But you know, Mark's never been knocked out, so it's a little interesting as well. But you know, at this point, I really like Slav, and I got I got to get him uh, taken here. So. Fading DKSC, Tristan likes DKSC. I mean, I can see it, Tristan, honestly. It is it is competitive. Uh, Slava first round knocker after getting taken out. That's what I'm saying. He gets taken on every fight and then gets back up and knocks the guy out. It's crazy, right? Slava Clause 8 first, possibly. Uh, writing Slava as he gets a big step up. Kind of me, too. I'm kind of the same way. I think this is a winnable fight. Uh, DKSC brings bring his inner singlet to this game. I agree. His get up game is incredible, dude. It's, it's incredible. Like, it really is, Marcel. I've never seen a guy like this. Like, he gets right back up after getting taken down and knocks you out. Like, it's really yeah. impressive. This is also a really good point. Yeah, he's only been an underdog Duffy and Slava. It's a good point because, you know, again, the market's always dude, something to look at. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, that's super high uh, hopes when he came from Bama, man. He knocked some guys out in Bama. And 
uh, when he came in the UFC, he had uh, he had a difficult first round against Sajeski, I remember, and he turned it around and he won. Yeah. He was, people were super high on him, but we saw in all of his fights that he lacked the ground game, you know. And uh, in those fights, even in his wins, also against Frankie Perez, I think uh, he got he he got uh, taken down in the second round, pretty much uh, got dominated there. And uh, yes. when he fought Drakkar close, it was a close fight. I think close won that fight. This, uh, it was a good decision. Yeah. But if you saw against Dan Hooker, man, he got dominated on the ground. Uh, he got dominated against Nasrat yep. Hakparas, you know. So yep. the thing is, he has a lag in the ground game, but he probably doesn't have the problem here with Borchev, you know. I don't know. It's so, an interesting fight. And yeah. The guy looks in phenomenal shape, too. He's trained with Paul Daly. They look good, but we'll see what happens. That doesn't mean anything, really, like, until they set in the cage. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Alexia Linick against Ilya Latifi in the heavyweight division. I, this fight does not belong on the main card. Um, it's when it got, when someone like, you know, Dvorak or even Furo's in the prelims, or Magni even, too. Um, minus 200, Ilya Latifi plus 170. Alexia Linick, again, oldest fighter in the UFC male roster, 44. And what do you think, Marcel? I mean, there are more ranked fighters on the prelims than there are on the main card. It's absolutely crazy, man. That doesn't so, make any sense. What's the point of yeah. the rankings, then, honestly? Exactly, you know, exactly. Um I feel like this can be a very boring fight, man. I see Latifi taking, even going for the takedown with Olenek. And I think Latifi is smart enough to not get an Ezekiel choke by Olenek, you know. And they're former teammates as well, you know. So uh, I think uh, Ilir is now training at Extreme Couture, right? And uh, Olenek is still at the American top team. I feel like Latifi is going to use his wrestling, you know. And even he can catch Olenek on his chin because... Olenek kind of chinny lately, you know. Yeah. So and he's getting older. Um, I'm taking Latifi by a decision. I, I I hope it will be a stoppage for either one, but I think a long 50 minute decision with wrestling by Latifi. Bro, I completely agree. I think this fight's going to be so bad to watch. I think it's going to be so boring. I really do. I don't know why it's on the main card. I I, I pretty much see the same fight the exact same way as you, Marcel. I think Latifi's just going to hug him against the fence, clinch up with him. They're going to. I think he's going to struggle to get the takedown, but he will get a few here and there. Um, it's going to be ugly. The stand-up's going to be ugly. You know, it'd be nice to see Latifi go back to that guy that knocked out a couple guys early in his career. He was knocking guys out. He looked good. But this new version of Latifi has turned into one of the most boring fighters in the roster. The last few fights were so bad to watch with Bozer and Lewis. It's still amazing he beat Bozer when he landed 10 strikes in the fight. That's incredible that the judges gave him that decision. I don't know about that. Uh, I know he got the takedowns, but that's the that's the thing, right? You get the takedowns. And Lennon, like Marcel, 44 years old. Go ahead. Sorry, we're going to say. Got to give him credit for uh, the fight against Lewis, where I think he won, actually. I, I do think he actually might have won that fight. But the thing is, that like the last, I think, minute of the fight, like Lewis went crazy and the judges yeah. went his way. It was in Houston, too, right? It wasn't so, Houston, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if it was anywhere else, maybe he would have won that decision. Then you're like, wow, TV's number three in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because he really yeah. is barely. Like, I think the loser gets cut, Marcel. I'm pretty sure the loser's getting cut this fight. Um, yeah, I mean, the last fight with the Linux looked the, the speed fight. That's kind of how I look at this one. But, you know, again, uh, Linux chain is really, you know, aging and he's been knocked out six times in the UFC, five times. So it's possible that, that Linux or uh, Latifi gets a knockout. It's a good spot for him to get a knockout. But, you know, I just think he kind of clinches him, wrestles him, and it's going to look really, really ugly. That's what I think, Marcel. But, you know, I guess a finish is possible just based on Linux chin and age. But, man, Alir Atifi, God, just the, the lack of volume, guys. It's just uh, he lands 1.84 significant strikes a minute. Or uh, yeah, it's just it's so low. It's so low. Could look like that for Doom fight a little bit last year too. You know, Marcel, like where it was like, or two years ago, I should say, where it was like a uh, really ugly stand-up fight too. It could look like that, but I think it's gonna be an ugly grappling match, guys. You know, don't like this fight at all. Hate this fight. Ugh. 
Illyria by knockout decision. I think so too. Both are Ali guys. Yeah, he gets his well, he gets ten percent of each guy. I think that's what James was saying, right? Ten percent for each guy or five percent, something like that. TP Rob, yeah, I don't think he should have won. TP should have stayed at two hundred five. Probably Marcus. Um, he's such a short dude. Like he used to fight at middleweight guys. Remember making his debut against Musashi? I think wasn't it middleweight? Yeah. I think right. Yeah. So I don't like, know if that was. Actually, maybe, that, let me double check like, that. But I know like he did fight. At, he has fought at middleweight though. I think right. Yeah. Because the Musashi was supposed to yeah, fight. Yeah, it was like Gustafsson, yes. Yeah. There was a, it was a light heavyweight. My apologies, sorry. I think he's fought it earlier in his career, I believe. Yeah. A- anyways, so, he's only 5'10", and he has a 73-inch reach. He's got little T-Rex arms, but it, it's just his style's enough to beat guys just by grinding them against the fence. Yeah, I know, right? He's got the little T-Rex arms. Um, yeah, we could take – Olympic by sub is probably the only way he wins this fight. I guess he could knock out Elite TV. I don't think so, though. Linux by Saab is plus 350. I mean, that'd be the way. But again, Latifi's got, you know, no neck. It's going to be hard to choke this dude. How do you even choke the guy out, Marcel? Like, I don't even know. Like, maybe get an arm bar? But he's, got, he's got a short arm. He's, he's got T-Rex arms. I now have to think about something that happened last time. I was like, with a friend. I was walking somewhere. And there was a guy who had really short arms who walked past us or coming up to And he's like, hey, dude, there's Lobov. I was like, where's Lobov? He's like, I said, like, dude, shut up. Now I have to laugh. And the guy was walking past us yeah. so bad, you know. But. Sorry, I had to share this. And by the way, no, this guy's right though. Like the the thing with the Lewis fight, Lewis exploded in like the key moments of the fight and won the decision. Like, and I bet on Lewis in that fight, and I was like, oh my god, this is such a this is gonna lose. And I was like, damn, I'm lucky. So this guy's saying Latifi ground and pound. I think that's possible too, Marcel. Do you think a ground and pound gets on top and just actually finishes that's, him with ground? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying, man. Yeah. If it happens, maybe first round if he gets him down in the ground and pounds, but yeah, Latifi is also very happy with just laying on you for three rounds. So. Gosh. I don't know, man. It's maybe how he feels. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. All right, let's get to the next fight here, we guys. This is going to be an awesome fight, I think. Uh, Askarov Askarov against Kai Kara France. Now, the odds are pretty high for this. So, minus 350, Askarov plus 290, Kara France. I want to hear your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, which I thought was going to be a title eliminator at, at, at this weight class, but it looks like they're going to do the fourth fight. So, I guess the winner is going to fight uh, Alexander Pantoja, I would guess, right? Because mm-hmm. he's also in the mix there. So, Give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel, which we thought was going to be a title eliminator, which doesn't look like it will be at this point, but it's still a great fight. So what's your thoughts, man? Bro, I think Askarov cruises to a win, a decision, and even get, gets a chance to finish him. I think Kai Karafran's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's not elite. Like, And I think Askarov is elite. You know what I mean? Uh, he, has all, he had only had one difficult fight, was against Brandon Moreno. It was at height, you know, and um, he didn't adjust to the to the circumstances. It was late in Mexico. Um First, I think first and second round were close. Third round, clear one for Moreno, 10-8. Uh, so, yeah, I see Askarov winning this one, man. I, I don't know how I see Cara France winning. I mean, maybe if he catches him with something, but I expect Askarov to be smart uh, going to the ground. And even stand-up, he's good. You know what I mean? So, I mean, many people were like, uh, when he fought Pantoja, they were on Pantoja. I wasn't on Pantoja. I know Askarov is good, you know. And for me, Askarov... Is I'm not going to disrespect Davidson Figueiredo or Moreno, but he's definitely top three in my opinion in that division. So for me, uh, Askarov decision probably. I think he plays it safe, but I think he wins the decision. I'm I'm looking forward to this fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I mean, Askarov. I bet on all four of his fights. You know, I I did think he won the fight against Moreno, honestly, at the time, but it was a draw. I guess it's fair. You know, looking back at the fight, he did get dropped in that fight. That's the worry, right? Because Tim Elliott also rocked this guy really bad in that fight, Marcel. Do you remember that in that in that fight with Tim Elliott? Like, yeah. it was incredible that he didn't get knocked out. So that's the worry here because Kara France, man, he does have power, guys, and especially that first round. They call him "Don't Blink" for a reason. Like, 
He has a lot of really quick finishes in the first round, tons of them actually in his career. And I also think he's really improved his game, Marcel. You know, and also like he's fought really good guys too in the UFC. Like he also has a close loss to Moreno. I was at that fight on the Usman Gunning card, very close fight. Has a win over Paiva. That's a nice win. The Garbrandt win. I'm not even looking at that fight because I bet on him in that fight and I knew that was he was going to win that fight because yeah, he I'm not even looking at that fight. I'm looking at the other fights. The other fights were pretty impressive. The, the Royal fight, he did lose, but was doing well in that fight. And then got dropped. It's like a back elbow and, they, and then also got choked out, but otherwise did okay. And I think he's really improved his game. So I think the odds are too wide. I really do. And I'm, I'm tempted to, to take a shot in France. I really am, guys. But at the end of the day, I've, I've been so high on Askarov that it's hard for me to get off the train right now, Marcel, you know, because I picked in all those other fights. And, you know, really, like on paper, a guy like Pantoja or a guy like Moreno is a tougher fight on paper. So, there's no reason he shouldn't win this fight. I'm just saying there's that slight chance that France might catch him, and that worries me a little bit, guys, because this guy has improved the grappling, and if he gets, if he can use that get-up game and get back up, we'll see what happens. So I think it's going to be uh, Askarov kind of grinds him out, Marcel, I think, but France, inside the distance, in, right. especially in the first round, could happen, I think. So give me your thoughts. I think the UFC should have made this a five-rounder, man. I mean, yes. that's really what they should have done, you know, and probably they didn't want to fight this fight to headline their first fight night in front of a full arena, but that would have been the right... They, the Curtis Blades against Dawkins fight was also short notice because they replaced it for uh, Blahovic against Rockies, which was the original main event, you know, but they should have run it, you know. I think many people w wanted to see this fight. I think a three-rounder isn't enough, and maybe now there is a save for them that they make the fourth fight with Moreno against Davis and Figueredo, so they can still say, like, the next fight for one of these two is the number one contender, we make that a five-rounder, you know what I mean? For sure. I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm just saying, I, I do think the odds are a little bit wider. I think France has really improved his game. So, just there's a small bit of hesitation for me on this one. I won't be playing Askarov this weekend, guys. I will pick him, though, to win the fight. Tristan, I think it's a decent hedge, you know, round one, because I think most people will take Askarov. But if he loses, it'll probably be a first-round knockout, right, Marcel? Would you say, if he loses? Yeah. 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 So, that's not a bad hedge at plus 1,200. I'm not really a guy who hedges my bets, but if you are, that would definitely be the one to look at. Three fights left in the card. We go to the next one here. This is going to be an awesome fight. We got Columbus. Uh, well, he's close from close to Columbus, Jamestown. I looked at the map today. It's right between Columbus and uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Matt Brown taking on Brian Barbary and Bam Bam, one of Marcel's guys. Uh, it's going to be an amazing fight, Marcel. I think this one could be fight of the night. I believe um, if it lasts that long, but it might not. Um, it's one of the other toughest fights in the card to pick. Minus one ten each, Marcel. The the fight's even. So give me your thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, boy, guys are never in boring fights, right? We all know uh, uh, Bam Bam has great fights, you know. Got to say, the last two fights where he got fight all night, he lost those fights. But in this last fight, he looked good against Darian Weeks, although Darian Weeks took the fight on four days' notice, I think. So, can't say anything. And for Matt Brown, man, he knocked out Diego Lima, right, in this mm -hmm. last fight. So, a really nice uh, win for Matt Brown. And we see still he has that knockout power and he still has that grit, you know. Um this can really go either way, I think. You know, I think as longer the fight goes, I favor Barbarina probably, but I think Matt Brown can crack him early, you know, and can get the knockout, for example. But um, my gut feeling is that you know Brian Barbarina is not is not easy to get to take out. You know, we saw only, I think only Randy Brown and Vicente Luca did it recently, and Vicente was losing the fight until then. Randy Brown pretty much dominated the fight, so. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going with the decision win for Barbarina, but I'm not sure. But that's what I go. But Matt Brown can easily win the fight as well. It's really a picking for me. It's yeah, which way you will go. Yeah, the odds are. You know, they're they're fair. I think. 
initially I was I was looking at Brown, you know, the hometown guy and stuff like that. But you know, Marcel is forty one years old. He's he's really getting up there in age, and you know, he's coming off COVID. You never know what's going to affect. Him. I mean, that's something something that's I'm, I'm really factoring. I'm just looking at the damage he's taken in his career. I mean, he. Had, he did get the knock over Diego Lima, but you know, Marcel, like Lima just retired. I mean, is that really even a good win? I don't know. I'm not sure. The guy who's been knocked out like 10 times in his career, I mean, is it really that good of a win? I don't know. Um, and then before that, you know, he kind of lost to a diminished condit, and then Baeza destroyed him too. Um, he's been getting knocked out a lot lately. Marcel, out of his last five losses, three of them were by knockout, four of them by stoppage. Matt Brown is definitely one of the most exciting guys in the UFC for like the last 20, 15 years, probably. I mean, it's been in the UFC forever since 2007, 2008. It's incredible, really. Um, I'm a huge fan of the guy, but at age 41, Marcel, I can't pick him in this fight. Uh, Brian Barberina, you know, I, I realize he hasn't looked great since he came back. The fight with Witt, he lost that fight as a big favorite. That was really surprising, I think, for yeah. a lot of us. Um, almost made it a draw in that third round. He had the 10-8 round for one of the judges, but, you know, still got knocked down. That's a worry. He's been getting dropped a lot lately um, as well, so his chin is also, I think, going a little bit. Um, but we saw against Darren Weeks, he picked up that win over a guy who's, you know, a pretty good prospect, I think. So that's a nice win, and it's not bad at all. Um, I I just look at Matt Brown. I think Marcel kind of this could be the end of it for him. You know, like a lot of damage. And also Marcel, you know, one thing that I notice is his body. Man, you can hit him to the body and hurt him. Um, you know, and Brian Barberina does go to the body a lot, guys. I think he might go to the body in this fight and try to like get Matt Brown out there by body shots. So. It could go the distance, Marcel. If it goes the distance, I think it will be one of the best fights of the year. I mean, that's what even Matt said to Cole on his on his on his uh, radio show. But I don't even know if it's going to go that long, Marcel. I'm thinking there might be a finish in this fight. The more I think about this one, Marcel, because these guys are so violent and they've both been dropped a lot lately. So I think someone gets knocked out. Maybe the the way to go with this one is under two and a half at minus one fifteen. I mean, that's not a bad bad. I don't think. I, I think it, I I don't think it goes the distance, Marcel. So. That's my pick. I'm, I'm leaning towards Bam Bam in this one, guys. But uh, you know, Brown can crack too. So it's going to be an amazing fight either way. Let me get these comments, guys. Right. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You first. I, I honestly expected you to go with Brown, so I'm kind of. I was thinking that yeah. at beginning of the week, but that's why I look at the fights more. And I watched a bunch of Brian Burbank's fights again. And like, think about it, like Luke. He was going to win that fight until like literally the last five seconds. He yeah. was going to win that decision. You know, mm-hmm. Randy. He also dropped me on Edwards. You know. What yeah, I mean? in the third round. Yeah, that's I was what I'm there. saying. Like, so this guy's a he's a, he's a beast with the cardio and. You know, Matt's a good fighter too with the cardio. It's just a great fight. I love this fight, but I got to pick someone. It's it's even. I'm going to go with the with the younger guy. I, really, Marcel comes down to the age for me. You know, 41. I I, I don't pick the 40 plus fighters like very very rarely. So yeah, me too. Same. Papa Chuck's got the hometown retirement fight. If he win, if he wins, I think he should retire. You know, because yeah. you're on top, it makes sense, right? If he loses, I don't know if he does, which is funny, right? Background's a Columbus patty patty that the baddie, maybe. I don't want to underrate the hometown advantage because I think, you know, Matt said he's going to have all his friends and family there. So it's going to be loud in his favor. But, you know, Bam Bam's had like, what, 20 UFC fights? It's not like he's, you know, immune to like the like worried about the crowd. He doesn't get nervous out there. Um, yeah, he would have won that fight as well. Midnight Blues. I constantly feel like this is the most underrated MMA prediction show out there. I completely agree with you, my friend. So thank you so much <laughs> for saying that. I know Marcel also agrees. Thank you so much. Hit that like. I always, I never tell you guys this. Hit that like button. Tell your friends to watch. But seriously, like, Thank you so much. Uh, not even Blaw's able to finish Diego. I mean, a lot of like Blaw's not a Blaw's not a finisher though, man. He's a he's more of a grinder. Yeah. Anytime he's fought strikers, he's crazy knocked out. I'm staying way ahead on Barbarian's way. I'm so am I, but I got to pick Salan, and uh, I can see Brown being too aggressive and paying the price. I mean, that's kind of happened in the Miguel Baeza fight. I watched that fight again. Uh-huh. The, the, the punch he took, Marcel, he would have taken that punch a few years ago, but he just can't take those punches anymore. You know. So I just think he's the diminished version of himself. But who knows? Maybe he gets the knockout in, in his last fight. 
All right, two yeah. fights left. We got uh, Joanne Wood against Alexa Grosso here. And uh, this should be another interesting fight. The odds are, are pretty high, actually. Minus 235 for Grosso, plus 195 for Wood. What do you think of those odds, and who do you think wins the fight? I understand the odds, but I think it will be a little bit more closer, you know. But I understand the odds if you see how Wood looked. I still have difficulties to call her Wood. I'm so used to say call her Wood. Uh, how Wood looked in her, in her last fights, not really good, in my opinion, you know. And uh, she's basically, she, she lost... Uh, title shots and, and two of her fights, I think, you know, and, and the Tyler Santos, if she won that one, she maybe would have got one. And then that fight against Jennifer Maya, I remember, what she took on short notice and she was actually supposed to fight Shevchenko, but that got cancelled due to Corona, I think. Um, so, if you look at Grasso, she has done pretty well in the flyweight division when she made that the transition from strawweight to flyweight. Uh, uh, one against Ji Jung Kim and last time, she, she pretty much... Uh, went through Macy Barber without too many troubles, I think. She did very well in that fight. Um, to be really honest, man, I think Joanne always has struggled with the ground game, you know? And we know Grasso is a striker as well, but I think her ground game is better than Joanne's ground game, you know what I mean? So if Joanne has... Uh, how do you say that? If she has success on the feet, I think Grasso maybe even will take it to the ground, you know? And she can win there. So for me... I don't have a doubt that Grasso is going to win this one. I'm taking Alexa Grasso via unanimous decision winning this one. Yeah, I don't like the odds, but, you know, she should win the fight, right? Because, honestly, Wood is, again, diminished fighter. That's, that's Actually, we've said a lot about fighters in this card, but she also, like, coming off a mm -hmm. brutal loss to uh, Santos, not only did she get submitted, but she got dropped twice with punches before that, right? So, you know, I think she is on a little bit of a decline, you know, but, again, you know, Tyler Santos is fighting for the belt next, so it's not like that's a bad loss. You know, she almost beat Murphy. It was a very close fight. Like, she's always in these close fights, you know what I mean? Like, she's a high-volume striker, but really no power, Marcel. Like you said, bad ground game, um, and 36 years old now, too. So I, I, there's just a lot not to like about her here, whereas Grasso, super young, 28 years old, um, coming off two wins in the division. Looks like she made a nice uh, move in her career to move up a weight class, Marcel. Um, you know, great hands. She's always had great hands. Remember that fight with Carolina a few years ago? We just lit her up. Um, you know, she should win this fight. Uh, but it's going to be, I think it'll be competitive, honestly. I think it'll be pretty competitive. So you risk the, the judges getting involved in that, in that, at that point. And, uh, you never know if it goes to the decision. So I, I'm going to pick Grasso, but I don't like the odds of this one, guys. I think the fight's a little tighter than the odds are suggesting personally. But I got to lean towards the younger fighter again. And she has great hands. So, I would go with her, but uh, I do think the odds are a little bit off. Let me get these comments. Taking the underdog Wood. I think it was, I completely agree. Wood by decision. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I think it would be close. Maybe Wood by split decision. Maybe that could be it. Maybe take a look at that. Grasso wins. Easily piece her up. That's what the odds are saying. Grasso jumped two thoughts in the rankings today, other than the UFC promoting this. It's the, the rankings panel that's doing it. It's not the UFC themselves, I don't think. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's really silly. Uh, Wood's either a close fight. Also, like, Spivak fell in the rankings today, but a guy like Ivanov, who hasn't won a fight in three years, and Walt Harris, who hasn't won a fight in three years in the rankings. Like, they're a joke, guys. They are such a joke. Uh, Grasso's speed advantage, yeah. Grasso and I would be fun boxing. I actually wouldn't. I think <laughs> Grasso would just piece apart Jessica's face. Yeah, Wood's getting up there, 36. I also think she's on a decline, but again, you know, we got to look at the competition she's fought. You know, she barely lost to Murphy, who I think fought for the belt after that, and then Santos is a beast. But again, getting dropped twice by Santos, that's a bad look for anyone. So. That's my thoughts on that one, Marcel. Let's go to the last fight here. Curtis Blades against Chris Dawkins. Five-round main event, the heavyweights, and Curtis Blades, a huge favorite. Minus 380, plus 315 on Chris Dawkins. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I think this is, uh, to be really honest, it's, it's a fight that 
can be really one-sided, man. Again, you know, uh, I like Darkus. You know that. I think he's a good fighter. The funny thing is that Darkus is always. They always say he's a BJJ black belt and he's good on the ground. Blades always said he's an amazing wrestler. Both guys have zero submissions on the record. <laughs> it's actually crazy, you know. So, um, but I expect, of course, a heavy wrestling Curtis Blades as he always does. And Curtis don't give a fuck if you like him or not. You know, he just grinds you out. If man, he grinds you out for twenty five minutes, and if it was up to him, he grinds you out for an hour. He doesn't care, you know. And uh, but he has to take. He has to take care that he doesn't walk into a punch or into a knee like the last time did with Rosenstruck, that he got such a big eye, you know, remember? But, um, I mean, Doc is a good fighter, but I think Blades is still elite top five and and the best wrestler in the division. And I expect Blades to out-wrestle him. The unanimous decision, I don't think it will be a fun fight. Yeah, I mean, there's... I, I don't think you could pick Chris Dawkins in this fight. As much as it would be fun to see him get the knockout, it's just – I think it's a really bad matchup for him, or so, honestly, because Chris is also one of the smaller heavyweights, right? He does have that speed advantage over a lot of guys, especially on the feet, but he's going up against a guy who, who I think has to cut weight to make the weight class, and a guy who's a massive dude, huge, great wrestler. You know, and, listen, I understand the last fight was boring to watch, with the Rosenstruck, but that's how he's going to win this fight, I think, just the same thing. Take him down at will. I hope he does more grounded pound, though. I'd like to see him go for more grounded pound, Marcel. Here's the thing, though. You know, Dawkins has never been, I don't think, outside the second round, guys. This is five rounds. I don't think he can go the full five. So I'm thinking it's going to be a, a finish with grounded pound. Oh, but like I said, Blades has been playing it a little bit safe lately, guys. So if it goes a distance, it wouldn't completely shock me either. But either Blades wins this fight. It's a great matchup for him. Um, really bad matchup for Chris Dawkins. Also, I think, you know, this is a bad move for Dawkins to come back three months after getting knocked out. Um, the thing is, like, he's got a he has a second kid coming in June, so he wanted to fight again before they were born. I get that, but three months after getting brutally knocked out like that really worries me, Marcel. And you know, Marcel, like, I I really like Dawkins, but again, he's just really untested against this kind of like wrestler. And you know, Curse Blaze has lost two times in the UFC, three times, but two two different guys, Lewis and Nagano. No shame in those losses, really. Uh, whereas Dawkins, yeah, he lost to Lewis, but if you look back at his earlier career, Marcel. He has some really ugly losses in CFFC, like really bad losses. Pete, for example, I think, right? Sean Tweed submitted him, and there was two other guys that knocked him out. One guy doesn't even have like a Wikipedia profile. The other guy is uh, Azanu is on you or whatever. He fought in UFC one time. Oh, and he lost, so, 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 yeah, he lost yeah, a yeah. split decision to Justin with and got cut. You fought one time. So yeah. those are bad losses. I just I, I can't pick him. So got to go with uh, – Gotta go with the wrestler here, Curtis Blades, guys. The, the funny thing is, I think we did. We both picked Dawkins against Lewis. I think we did, right? Uh, I did, did at least. We did. We did. And it's yeah. a, bad, a, a terrible pick in hindsight, but I mean, honestly, yeah. it was a 50 50 fight. I think. Yeah, like, a, a, a completely different matchups, right? Yeah, yeah. This is just yeah. a, this is a wrestle fest. I, I think Curtis yeah. should win the fight. And let's look at some props Curtis by decision, Curtis by knockout. Curtis by decision is minus plus, 120. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, by knockout, it's minus 120. Yeah. So that's or minus 110. And then by decision is plus uh, two fifty, so that's not bad. Oh I mean, you, man, that's yeah, it's surprising. possible. I don't know if it goes to five though, guys. Like that's the only thing. I, I don't blame you for taking the value. I think there's probably a little bit of value in that. You know, you're getting mm -hmm. plus money on a guy who's going to win the fight probably. So that's always like decent to look at. Uh, anytime these big favorites, you want to look at the props. I think. Curse by wrestling, yeah. Curse gets the finish. I think. I think. I hope so. But again, he's been playing it safe. <laughs> you, should say, you just say you hope so, so you don't have to watch five minutes of wrestling with Curtis. I, <laughs> if it's repeat the Volkov fight, we can say goodbye to Blaze main events. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think the UFC just, you know, this is 
he's still one of the top five heavyweights in the world. It is weird to see him ranked above Lewis. That makes no sense to me. But do you? Know what's gonna be weird, Marcel? If if Dawkins knocks him out and then put Dawkins above Lewis in the rankings, wait till that. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. The UFC has that weird tendency where they think that heavyweight fights should always headline over better lower weight classing fights. Classes yeah. fights, man. I mean, I yep. think I don't know if you do. People, I know disrespect to Darkus or Blaze, but I don't know, know if you do really do people a favor to put this as a five round main event. This is your first fight night for full crowd since the corona pandemic, yeah. you know, since the start in the US, you know. And well, it was a short notice because it was a few Blachowicz and I, I know, but you could easily put Kaikara France yeah. Askarov on, on the main event, you know, yeah, and make for the sure. five rounder. But yeah, then they had now, now they're actually probably happy they didn't do it because then they had the pressure like, that's actually your number one contender fight, mm-hmm. you know, and now they can say, yeah, they still have to do a five rounder before we give them a title fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Anyway, it sounds like we're going to agree on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't really go that far in his fights. Dawkins is a great grappler, a great uh, striker. He's grappling, apparently, I think he's a black belt, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to be a black belt off your back a lot of the time in the UFC, man. Blades needs to commit all of those double legs, some hesitancy. You know, I think with the Lewis fight, man, he wanted to strike with him. He actually, he actually won the first round against Lewis with the striking Marcel. He also knocked out JDS on the feet. People forget that. So I think at one point he fell in love with the striking, but then after getting clipped with that, with that uppercut from hell. Yeah. Now he's just going to wrestle, guys. I don't think he wants to stand trade anyone anymore. And I don't blame him, man. That's the thing, Mars. Honestly, if I was a professional fighter, man, and I was fighting guy, anyone who didn't have a ground, I would just take him to the ground. Why would you stand and trade? Yeah, just take him to the ground. Sure. If, I'm on the, if I'm on the street, too, I would take guy to the ground. You know? I mean, the odds of someone having a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background are pretty low. You I know? mean, we're, so, we're not Nick or Nate Diaz, you know, who, who's going to stand and bang while they have a better ground game, for example. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I think they put on heavyweight main events because more like a spectacle. Not many people in the world that size. That's true. I agree with that. That's true, Mark. Two huge guys. That makes sense. If you have the poster. Thought that two basic game almost easy uh, run as Kurt Winskreek. My poster got gone. Now Roman off. Yeah, that mean he's had some favorable matchups, right? That's the thing. Now he's going to get tested against Stipe or, or uh, Aspinall. So, yeah. And Rakic Young wasn't a much better main event. I think that fight was a little better, but you're right. Rakic yeah. is pretty boring too. So. Anyways, that's it for this preview. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this card. Um, not the, not necessarily the, the main event, you know, but the card itself is pretty good, Marcel. I think especially the prelims look really fun, right? Like, that's I a think weird it's, card placement, man. It's a weird card it. placement, though. This one's really funny, guys. I, that's the only thing that they do weird is the card placement. You know, the cards themselves, like the fights are great, but the placement's so weird. Yeah. It's Anyways, just... Just, we'll get a couple of comments, guys. You guys, are, uh, we'll take a few more minutes, guys. Yeah. Um, Marcel had to say something and, and then... Uh, Got Papa Chuck. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, it's like Clepto saying, "Would Maria get the Rose Carla winner?" I think she does. I, I think she will. Um, I think she's at this point. It's that fight's in May and it's March. Might as well just wait until what would it be? They probably fight in November. I know it's a long time for now, but if she's preparing for a title fight, then you know it makes sense to take some more months off, work on that wrestling, work on the striking some more. And yeah. Anyways, I'm looking forward to this card. Let me just get the comments, guys. Uh, can't have the training at a super tour. Don't you guys worry? All these fighters find him, give him info of Burns. I mean, that could happen anywhere, right? But, uh, and Cam's yeah. like a massive favorite, by the way. It's, I saw the odds, it's like minus 450 or something. It's pretty high. Yeah. Just a couple more things before we get out of here, Marcel. I want to get your thoughts on this PFL card on uh, on Saturday as well. Or Friday, excuse me. We had uh, the heavyweights. So someone's going to get signed. We have a few guys that are worth mentioning here. Bavon Lewis, former UFC fighter, skipping uh, 205 and going right up to uh, the heavyweight division, Marcel. Against Marcelo Nunez, another guy who also skipped 205 and went straight to heavyweight, Marcel, which is really interesting. And then you have uh, also Brett Martin, who's a really good prospect, um, who probably should have been in the UFC, I think. And then 
you know, you also have Chad Johnson fought the contender series, a couple other guys. Anyone that card stands out to you, Marcel, um, someone will get in tournaments. So I think Brad Brad Martin has probably your your brother is probably uh, <laughs> gonna do very well. So uh, <laughs> I, I think so too. I think that's the guy I'm looking at as well, Marcel. I, I think he's you know pretty good. Adam so. got gotta say, man, Bevan Lewis, dude, he looks so good in his debut against Uriah Hall until he got knocked out by that spinning shit. I bet on him in that fight. I because yeah. after the contender series and Hall at that point was kind of like on his decline. I watched it with my buddy James Lynch. Gonna ask James about that. We were both like, "Oh man, it's such an easy fight for Bevon." Then bang, gets knocked out. His career was never the same after that. Yeah. So it's a shame, but yeah. Um, and then there's also that one championship card someone just mentioned. Uh, That's that, an amazing that, card. Yeah. So we'll we'll do it quickly. But there's a few fights interesting. Like you have the mixed rules fight between Demetrius Johnson and, and Rodang. That's going to be a yeah. good fight. Stan Fairtex against Angelo Lee is a good fight. Adrian Moraes against Yuya Wakamatsu. Shinya Yogi against Yoshihiro Yakiyama. Edward Falling, it's Wayne Parr. I mean, this card's sick. It is a Dude, sick card. Hirata, I, I don't want one, but this might be one that I do watch. <laughs> Hirata against Zambuanga is good. Um, Rainer DeRitter's on the card? Oh, it's a grappling Yeah, card. that's okay. gra against Galvao. That's a good yeah, grappling And also Daniel Kelly is on Nick, the Nicky Colson's on the card. Kick, yeah. Oh, my God. This card's incredible. Yeah. It's crazy, right? <laughs> one X. I think this is the 10-year anniversary card. Yeah. Think, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it it's is. an amazing card. Um, this is a great card. If you watch one, watch this card, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, and then there's also an LFA card as, as well. There's a middleweight championship mm -hmm. on the line. Do you know about those guys, uh, Bruno Assis and, and Ozzy Diaz? Do you know anything about those guys? No? Uh, nah, I did some, I haven't really it's a striker-grappler matchup. If you yeah. like the striker, you go with uh, Diaz, and, and Assis is the grappler. So that's the fight. It's it take a mod, I believe. All right. Um, there's one other thing Marcel wanted to talk about, and we'll get out of here. So we're going to a little bit over to no big deal. Can you, put up, can you put up the graphic that I showed you yes. for people? Can you, can you send it to my... Uh, can you send it to the odds breaker, the, the, the Twitter? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just send that over there. Let me get these comments, by the way. I'm surprised that Rebus is fighting Chicago. And that's an interesting fight because I thought they would cut Caitlin or not cut her, not resign her in because of the style, really. Fred Mars UFC caliber. I think so, too. I mean, he already beat Josh Friesen. He's in the UFC. Also, he's one of her, Henan Ferreira, but it was, you know, DQ. Strongly Parr probably shouldn't be fighting, no. Do you agree that Torres is favorable during? I haven't looked that far ahead, man, honestly. So. Got to stick to this card. I think that's the next card, though, after this one, right? Did you send it, Marcel? Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, let me just share this, guys. This is the last thing, and we'll get out of here. So, uh, you know, we talked about John McCarthy yesterday being kind of a UFC critic, I guess, but I, I don't I don't think he's wrong here. He says, I'm not a patty hater. I just wanted to see against better competition. I've been seeing against better competition in Cage Warriors, and I'm seeing in the UFC. I tell him I'm lying. I don't think he's wrong. Uh, I think that the guys he beat in Cage Warriors, Julian Rosa, I think he fought Nad Armani. Like, these guys are pretty good, you know? I do think the guys just fought the UFC are a little bit worse. So what's your thoughts, man? I mean, give me your thoughts on this one. I fully agree, man, with uh, John McCarthy. I said he's hating sometimes, and sometimes he does. But with this, I fully agree, you know. Um, I, mean, I mean, for example, I saw a perfect example, actually, man, somebody making. They were like, uh, remember Yuri Prohaska when he came in the UFC? You know, he was a Ryzen. You know, he was uh, he was a big hype guy. And he fought Volkan Özdemir in, in his debut. And then he fought uh, Dominic Reyes, knocked him out. Now he's fighting for a title, you know. And Paddy got all the hype. But he's fighting low-tire competition, you know what I mean? And it's actually, he's not like, he's not 18 or 19 years old or whatever, you know. He's he's already, I think he's 28 or something, you know. So it's kind of a weird double standard the UFC is putting out right now, I think. But, um, yeah, I agree with John, man. I mean, if you... He, he he's saying he's that good. Show it, show it to us, man. You know, and uh, these two, I I expected them to win both fights. So, yeah, that's I, I agree with John. Yeah, no, I, I kind of do too. Honestly, let me close that. All right, I got these last comments. We're gonna get out of here, guys. We went over the time here. I gotta go see my daughter. I haven't seen her all day. 
I'm worried for McKay and Guy Bozer. Yeah, that fight guy now stay. Bozer's probably gonna lose to Romanov. Uh, uh, the guy, someone kept asking about Romanov. There's the fight that they got made it today. <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of ironic that that right or uh, yeah. hypocritical, right? Because MVP was fighting Cam up until like last year, basically. Yeah, the other thing is uh, the Bellator tournament. You're right. I mean, it, I don't think need, they should even I, I, be doing it at this point. What's the point of having bro, it anymore? What? I actually, well, I think Archuleta was in the tournament as well, right? So they can yeah, they just, just moved him around. They moved him. Yeah, to another, yeah. That's, that's okay. Then we don't get studs against Patterson. But, but why do we have to have an interim title though? It's it, if that's anything, stupid. Yeah. In the first round, it makes no sense. At the end yeah. of the round, the end of the tournament winner, then yeah. they fight Pettis. That wouldn't made sense, but. Think about it. now they're going to fight for a million dollars, but the best guy in the division is actually not in the tournament. It makes no sense to have it's it. Stupid. Anymore. I agree it's, with you. It's not their fault that the guy got injured, but I would have scrapped it, man. I really, I would have been like, you know what? Let's just do these fights individually. We don't need to do the tournament. Total wins versus loss record, two and six, I believe. Um, they're both one and three. Both those guys they beat. Marcus, to answer your question, I and I, I'm I'm with Tristan too. I mean, the, 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 you guys are right. Like it's it. He's a hypocrite for saying what he said, but he's not wrong at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. he also should acknowledge that Bellator does the same thing and he won't do that so. even worse probably yeah even oh worse. yeah for sure but again the two guys that Patty fought were, were hand fed to him for Dana to mm -hmm. say these are tough guys come on I mean they, they weren't that I mean Benjamin I think was decent but I, Vargas was a step down it was the worst guy he's fought in a while who believes what Dana says anyways you exactly. know so yeah. alright let's get out of here Marcel plug yourself let's go Big Marcel 24 Twitter Instagram uh, Eurosport.nl mixed martial arts section that's it Guys, follow me on Twitter at mmmartin podcast, mmmartinpodcast.com. So on our uh, YouTube, that's what you guys are watching it, obviously. Tell your friends about it. Share, like, share, subscribe. I started adding the timestamps. I've been doing it during the show um, while we're doing it, so I've been writing them down. I, I think it's going to help some people, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, you know, it's an extra step, but it's not a big deal. Um, so I added those. I, they're already there right now, so that's a good thing. Um, also, miamainews.com. And write some writing there, and then bookies.com. I'll have my best bets. So I think tomorrow for that, I'll have three best bets. Went two for three last week, pretty good. I really went two for three or three for three on my all my best bets this year. So since I started taking over, so I'm looking forward to that. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll see you soon. Peace.